0: The death penalty, one of America's greatest crimes. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with my weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. The death penalty case of Mumia Abu-Jamal took a surprising turn this week, as a federal appeals court declared for the second time Abu-Jamal's death sentence is unconstitutional. The Third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Philadelphia found the sentencing instructions the jury received and the verdict form they had to use in the sentencing were unclear. While the disputes surrounding Abu Jamal's guilt or innocence were not addressed, the case highlights inherent problems with the death penalty and the criminal justice system, especially the role played by race. Early on December 9, 1981, Philadelphia police officer Daniel Faulkner pulled over a car driven by William Cook, Abu Jamal's brother. What happened next is in dispute. Shots were fired, and both Officer Faulkner and Abu Jamal were shot. Faulkner died, and Abu-Jamal was found guilty of his murder, in a court case presided over by Judge Albert Sabo, who was widely considered to be a racist. In just one of too many painful examples, a court stenographer said in an affidavit that she heard Sabo say in the courtroom antechamber, I'm going to help them fry the nigger. This latest decision by the Court of Appeals relates directly to Judge Sabo's conduct of the sentencing phase of Abu-Jamal's court case. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court is considering separate arguments surrounding whether or not Abu Jamal received a fair trial at all. What the Court of Appeals unanimously found this week is that he did not receive a fair sentencing. Philadelphia District Attorney Seth Williams has decided to appeal the decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. What I'm going to do is I'm going to review fully the opinion of the Court of Appeals. Um, But it is my belief at this point that I will ask the Supreme Court to uh, clarify uh, and to make a decision uh, on what we should do at this point. As a result of this ruling, Mumia Abu-Jamal could get a new full sentencing hearing in court before a jury. In such a hearing, the jury would be given clear instructions on how to decide between applying a sentence of life in prison as opposed to the death penalty, something the court found he did not receive back in 1982. At best, Abu-Jamal would be removed from the cruel confines of solitary confinement on Pennsylvania's death row at SCI Green. John Payton, director counsel of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, which is representing Mumia Abu-Jamal in court, said, This decision marks an important step forward in the struggle to correct the mistakes of an unfortunate chapter in Pennsylvania history and helps to relegate the kind of unfairness on which this death sentence rested to the distant past, he said. Mumia Abu Jamal's other attorney, Judith Ritter, is a law professor at Widener University School of Law in Pennsylvania. It's enormously significant. So it's it was a, literally a life or death decision, and it um, upholds the setting aside of the death penalty that occurred um, in early 2000. So um, the DA has challenged that ruling that the death penalty was unconstitutionally implemented, and. Uh, we've once again prevailed in the courts with regard to that, the ruling that it wasn't unconstitutional. I asked Attorney Ritter if she had spoken to Abu Jamal after the court decision was handed down. She told me the prison failed to approve her request for an emergency legal phone call. I wasn't surprised given my many years of covering Mumia Abu Jamal's case. He has faced multiple obstacles as he's tried to have his voice heard. This is what happened on August 12, 1999. We were hosting Democracy Now! Abu-Jamal called into our news hour mid-broadcast to be interviewed. It's outrageous. It should be fought because it's a kind of an allowance of their bodies to be free but a restriction on their political activities. Um, I want to thank you very much for being with us. Uh, I think that phone just got cut off. We later learned a prison guard yanked the phone out of the prison wall. Mumia Abu-Jamal called back a month later, and he told us... Another guard appeared at the cell door, hollering at the top of his lungs. This call is terminated. When I demanded to know why, he replied, this order came down from the very top. I immediately called to the sergeant standing by and looking on and said, Sergeant, uh, where'd this order come from? He shrugged his shoulders and answered, I don't know. We just got a phone call to cut you off. That's how Mumia Abu-Jamal described what happened. He sued over the violation of his rights and won. Despite his solitary confinement, Mumia Abu-Jamal has continued his work as a journalist. His weekly radio commentaries are broadcast from coast to coast. This is his signature sign-off each week. From death row, this is Mumia Abu-Jamal. Mumia Abu-Jamal is the author of six books. He was recently invited to present to a conference on racial imprisonment at Princeton University. He said, through a cell phone held up to a microphone— Vast numbers of men, women and juveniles populate the prison industrial complex here in America. As many of you know, the U.S., with barely 5 percent of the world's population, imprisons 25 percent of the world's prisoners. The numbers of imprisoned blacks here rivals and exceeds South Africa's hated apartheid system during its height." So he told the Princeton University audience. The United States clings to the death penalty, alone in the industrialized world. In fact, it stands with China, Iran, North Korea, Saudi Arabia and Yemen as the world's most frequent executioners. This week's decision in Mumia Abu-Jamal's case stands as one more clear reason why the death penalty should be abolished. I'm Amy Goodman, with Dennis Moynihan.